Hey there, pod pals. Are you a print-on-demand creator looking to stay ahead of the curve? You want to know exactly when to launch your designs for every key season and event? How about a chuckle with an extra dad joke to brighten your day? If you said yes to any of these, then it's time to join the print-on-demand cast VIP list. As a VIP, you'll get our free annual design calendar, an amazing guide to help you time your creations perfectly throughout the year. And of course, we'll include a bonus dad joke each week as well. Signing up couldn't be easier. Just visit printondemandcast.com slash VIP and enter your email. Don't let another day of potential pass you by. Become a part of the VIP list, grab your annual design calendar, and let's dive into a year of inspired creating together. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Print On Demand cast. On this week's episode, we have an interview with Jay D'Souza. Let's get into it. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Print On Demand cast. My name is Josiah. I am one half of the hosting contingent contingent of this show, and it is great to be chatting with all of you. Uh, We have a great show for you today, but before we get into the meat and potatoes of this show, do us a favor. Whatever you're listening to this this podcast on, whether it's iTunes, whether it's Spotify or Google, whatever it is, subscribe, give us a rating, share the show, get the information out there. It'd be greatly, greatly beneficial, and we'd be greatly, greatly appreciative. And who is we? Um, As always, my co-host for this show, Travis Ross, joins me. Travis, welcome to the show. We've got... Man, we got a good interview about to come up, and I'm really excited for people to yeah. take a listen. It's going to be yeah, it's 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 really great. It's really long too. <laughs> it is very long. long. So we're we're going to keep the waffle section uh, very right. short, just to an appetizer. Uh, there is no point of interest as usual. Whenever we do a an interview, we don't do a point of interest just to give some more time uh, to the guest to to share what they have to share. And I can tell you there's so many good tidbits, nuggets, tips in this one. Uh, So let's Mm. just get straight into it. All the way from Belize, our guest on this episode, our interview with Jay D'Souza. Ladies and gentlemen, the main event. All right, Travis, for this week's main event, we have a guest. I feel like it's been a while since you and I have both hosted a guest on the show. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. Very excited to have our guest with us. We have Jay D'Souza uh, coming up in an interview. And for those of you who don't know Jay or haven't heard of Jay, I'll tell you a little bit about uh, himself So, or a little, about, a little bit about him. Uh, Jay <laughs> left the corporate world to protect his mental health and dove into Etsy and found print on demand by accident over 10 years ago. I'm looking forward to asking how I found it by accident. That's awesome. Jay was a co-creator six plus years ago of the first Etsy crash course and the first Etsy 30-day challenge, which ran for three years. Fast forward to 2023, and thanks to POD, Jay was invited to speak at Printify's first annual Amplified Pod Summit in Riga, Latvia, and just moved to Belize to escape the Canadian winters. Jay also has the largest Etsy-specific POD Facebook group called Etsy Print On Demand with over 20,000 members, and his YouTube channel can be found by typing at Jay's Way Works, and we'll put all of that in the show notes as well. But we are excited to welcome to the show Jay D'Souza. Jay, thank you so much, man, for for joining the show. 
Yes, the studio audience is is running wild. They're very happy you're here. <laughs> it's uh, it's a uh, you know uh, always always humbling and uh, you know the privilege isn't lost on me. You know, so I appreciate the time. Yeah, man. Um, we've uh, I think I feel like we've ran in some similar circles for um, you know a lot of a lot of years now, and um, I've kind of seen your stuff from afar. You know, there's a couple of print on demand people that I like, I know of, but I've never really connected with. So it is, it's it's really cool to uh, to connect with you. We're really glad that you're here on the show, and you you are actually in Belize right now, which is just I'm totally yeah. jealous. I wow. mean, it's it's like you know under it's like colder than a well, it's just cold. Let's just, let's yeah. just put it that way. Yeah. Uh, what's the what's the current temperature down there in Belize, Jay? Oh, I don't know. It's actually cold here right now, and I'll quote unquote cold yeah. when I say that. Compared it's um, yeah. probably I'm going to say 22 degrees Celsius. So double that and add 30. You're looking at like 74 or 76. Oh man, it's is, freezing. Which is cold wow. for here. Yeah, uh, back home in Ontario, Canada. I guess this is home now, but back in the X home, it's, um, I'm looking out the windows where it's, uh, they got, uh, I think six inches of snow on the ground right about now. So, nice. uh, yeah, nice to be, you, nice you to be out of that for You now. definitely win that exchange for sure. Yeah. For yeah. Uh, <laughs> heat, heat is, um, you know, it's a force though. I'm not used to it. So getting, getting kind of acclimated there myself and my dog, my, my wife is all over it already. She's, she's yeah. loving every minute of it. So Nice. Well, that's yeah. cool. Well, thanks for making time for us, man. We'll uh, we'll just we'll just jump right in, and sure, um, it'd be great to like hear your print-on-demand story. Just, just so I kind of shared a little bit in the intro, but um, you know how you surprise found uh, print-on-demand <laughs> by accident. So, would you just share like how you got into print-on-demand and like kind of the steps of your journey to where you're at today? Sure, sure, yeah. Um, I started, well, I was a, a graphic designer by trade. I've been 20 years now, 20 plus years uh, in the graphics biz, or I guess started back then. But then um, I ended up managing at uh, Yellow Pages, which I think you guys had in the States too. It was, one of the, it was Canada's mm-hmm. number one publisher at the time. I, I just kind of worked my way up the ranks in 18 months pretty quickly and ended up managing 144 graphic designers. So that was kind of, you know, uh, a really quick kind of, managerial uh i guess tick box on the resume and then uh late house came so being the youngest manager on that kind of echelon there i kind of found myself scrambling because once you go from a unionized kind of artist job to management now you're you know your head's on the chopping block right as long as yeah. because there, there's no managerial or uh union element protecting you anymore so mm-hmm. uh i had to jump ship and that was right into the arms of td bank's data center and that was an insane amount <laughs> of stress uh like 12 hours like seven, 12 hour shifts uh, a week of days a week at nights but it would flip-flop not even a week it was like monday tuesday wednesday day 7 a.m to 7 p.m now don't forget you got an hour and a half on each end of that for driving through traffic mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, you're, you're off Thursday, Friday, and then you're back in Friday night at 7 PM till 7 AM Saturday morning. So like you just kind of get to a situation where you're sort of napping for three, four hours at a time. And in the winter in Canada, I mean, I don't know, it probably wow. gets dark, you know, it gets Colorado's probably not much different that way, but from 4 PM in the winter in Canada, you don't know if it's AM or PM. It's just, it's yeah. dark, right? Yeah. So it's, yep. uh, that, uh, it got to a point where mental health was absolutely suffering. And I was chatting with another, uh, manager, <laughs> uh, we, we were team leads. I had a team of eight working under me, I guess. And, uh, 
chatted with another team lead and he actually, so one morning, uh, and this, it sounds, it sounds terrible, but I'm, I'm glad it was kind of like a revelation. I thought of trying to hurt myself, not in a, a suicidal way or, or anything like that, but I was definitely trying to hurt myself enough to not have to go into work. Like maybe mm. I could just break mm. an ankle or maybe I could like accidentally, <laughs> accidentally like shut my finger in the car door. I'm like, you know, what is going on? Like when you start thinking thoughts like that, just to escape that. Cause we'd have like three day conference yeah. calls and you're consolidating kind of, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars at the end of the month and executives are, are hammering at you. And then another counterpart, he pinged me on uh, at the time it was office communicator, like a, you know, like an MSN for his old guys. But uh, <laughs> he said to me, Jay, have that same day, that same morning, like, have you ever thought of hurting yourself just enough? So you, didn't have to come into work. And I was like, dude, like, okay, I'm not the only one here. I got to get out of here. This is crazy. So I went and spoke wow. to a uh, shrink and basically she said, you already know you need to get out of there. So I just, I had to pull the trigger at that point to kind of jump ship. It just wasn't, you know, I was, I was super toxic, man. I was getting home, um, you know, like eight, nine o'clock sometimes. Well, no, nine, nine thirty sometimes at night after a seven o'clock 7 p.m. finish. And then the only way I can get to bed because I got this the anxiety of having to get up at 4 a.m. is like, you know, have a couple of drinks, right? Uh, and it started mm. to kind of one or two turned into three or four. And then, you mm. know, before you know it, it's like you need it. You know, I was kind of getting dependent on it and then just turning into a bit of a, you know, an a, a, a not so good person. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so then uh, we all know what you meant, yeah. Jay. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. so just kind of, you know, one of those things where you just you, you realize that you know we had just gotten married we had just bought a house so like the bills were there i just had to jump into you know whatever i was doing freelance full time so i hammered mm -hmm. out uh kijiji ads craigslist ads they're all the online classifieds turns out that there's limits to how many you can actually post <laughs> who knew uh but i went like full throttle with all these ads and one of the guys that uh, we ended up being friends he um like i was doing it out of despair and necessity really uh he gave me a show wanted me to design some t-shirts for him this guy was selling on etsy and using a, a plotter and you know doing heat transfer mm -hmm. vinyl at the time htv and uh that was kind of like the the closest thing to like a print on demand back then or like 2012 sure. um and then I started doing that for him. And at the time it was like, I negotiated, he wanted to pay like five or six bucks a design. I, I got him up to 15. I said, look, like I'll make, you know, bangers and they'll sell for you. But then as soon as I realized like this guy's like making money hand over fist on one shot, you know, and done designs. And I'm like, what, what are we doing here? So I, I changed the arrangement to uh, $3 a pop royalty us for uh, t-shirts and $5 for hoodies or sweatshirts. So, and then nice. all of a sudden, yeah. So now I had a vested interest, right? Create real bangers and then, you know, just, yeah, make way more than $15 one time, right? So that's kind of like where this residual income and this sort of passivity element kind of entered my my full scope, right? I had no idea what that was. So that was essentially yeah. like, th then I opened up my Etsy shop and he was fulfilling my orders. So that was like my first mm -hmm. kind of kick at the print on demand can. So um, yeah, it's been kind of crazy. And then another guy that... Um, answered one of my online classified ads. I was doing like full, like I, I got pretty busy pretty quickly with the portfolio I had. And uh, he told me that he was going to put me in touch with these two young guys who were at the time 
working out of their garage that they had just renovated uh, and bought these brother DTG machines. So before there was a uh, GTX, I think it was just a GT yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember those are like, like the, yeah, yeah, I know exactly the GT like 460 or 640 correct. or something yeah. like that. And they didn't have any white. It was just all color. No. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly right. And uh, yeah, and I was like, "Wait, what?" And then they were telling me that I could just continue because I, I was an artist. I airbrushed T-shirts in high school, that sort of thing, and was like mm -hmm. hustling T-shirts since I was a kid, right? But uh, <laughs> they were like, "Yeah, no, you don't have to design simple uh, vector graphics now that are readable." Which is, right. if you guys know anything about HTV, right. you know, it's a, it's a pain in the butt. Uh, mm -hmm. I was allowed to go full throttle on my artwork. Now I'm like, "What? I, what is this?" I, you know. This is crazy. I can I can make designs that look like they're basically airbrushed or hand drawn, and these printers were insane. So yeah, then I, I you know, that was the last of the vinyl pressing for for me or for my friend for my shop, and uh, yeah, I just ended up using them to, you know, fulfill my orders, and they ended up blowing up, um, hmm. and to 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 the point to the tune of uh, like fifty brother gtx's when the gtx's came out um mm -hmm. in, in a yeah. facility and then ended up selling their whole business which now is uh purchased by a new company who's on printify's roster so like they they went from yeah. in the garage to like full throttle which is pretty awesome so yeah i don't know been around the block in terms of um seeing the industry kind of grow and it sounds like you guys have too so that's pretty that's pretty awesome right there's not many of us that can say that yeah 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 Oh geez, yeah, <laughs> that's really cool. That's a cool story. So, um, so you were doing uh, Etsy before uh, what is now called Amazon Merch on Demand kind of right. came out, right? So, yep. I'm assuming you were doing you were doing Etsy, and then you hear about this Amazon thing. Were you selling on Amazon also already, like on the Seller Central side, or was Merch kind of your first? Uh, dipping your toe in the water with Amazon. Merch was absolutely my first, uh, you know, getting the, getting the feet wet there. I had been approached by somebody in the merch community to, so, so I got to back up here. So on Etsy, I ended up having a bunch of awesome designs, like start taking off. I was making pretty good money, hand over fist kind of thing. And it was like yeah. kind of blowing my, you know, blowing my mind a bit. Right. Because it was like the side hustle turning to like fruition and all really I've ever wanted to do was sell t-shirts. So it kind of worked out, but it was you know a bit beside myself. But then um, there were these shops out there that were bigger, badder and had more money and they would steal my artwork, trademark the phrases and mm -hmm. copyright everything and then serve me takedowns. So I had to protect mm -hmm. my brands. And then, uh, yeah, which is nuts, right? Like it's, it's yeah. absolutely brutal. It's still, uh, you know, a prevalent still issue today. Thing. Yep. Um, yeah. 10 years later, still a thing. But uh, so I had to register my own trademark and uh, one of the, or a couple at the time actually. And uh, one of the, um, I guess people in the merch community approached me to license my trademark. So, and then mm -hmm. told me about merch uh, at the time, merch by Amazon. Uh, so mm -hmm. that was how I found out about merch. And yeah, to, oh, wow. to answer your question in a, you know, a long way, that was my first inclination of even, you know, thought of selling on Amazon at all. Uh, but super grateful that that opportunity kind of came my way because it's, uh, it's mm -hmm. been a game changer. It's, it, it's, yeah, life-changing right like yeah right 
So yeah. fast forward now, are you in terms of channels you're on? I know we've talked a lot about Etsy. You mentioned merch by Amazon. Are you still on merch by Amazon? And are you selling on other channels other than than Etsy? Or what's that look like to you as far as far as diversification of where you're selling your your items? So right before merch, I had tried to uh, like the actual hands off kind of similar vein was uh, mm-hmm. I, I threw up a bunch of stuff on Redbubble and Tee Public, um, and I mm-hmm. still make I think to this day like about a hundred bucks a month combined on those. Haven't uploaded in like eight <laughs> nine eight years or so. But, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, other channels, no. Right now, it's uh, I, I have you know I have one Shopify store. My wife has a Shopify store. She got in the game too, uh, nice. but. I don't have the time to put or haven't taken the time or made the time to put the effort behind the marketing and all that, but uh, a couple organic sales here and there, but Etsy is the forte together. We have uh, five shops and uh, merch is just, uh, it's crushing it. I mean, I haven't touched it in four months with getting ready to move to Belize and yeah. I'm still mm-hmm. like, I'm in tier 8,000 with 1400 designs. And uh, I think my last seven days is pushing six grand. So wow. I can't, yeah, I'm, incredible. I'm stoked. It, it has been life changing for me that way. Yeah. Um, and it's been kind of, uh, I've had all the designs already for Etsy, right? It was just figuring out what worked on merch because the sure. uh, merch shopper, the the um, Amazon shopper just isn't or wasn't, especially five years ago or f- four years ago, the uh, as aesthetically educated, I would say that it's more like uh you know, they, they didn't, they wouldn't appreciate kind of the boutique element of the designs that you would get on Etsy. So yeah. like, you mm. can't take a merch design and go put it on Etsy. It probably won't sell, but the, at the time you needed like the, the Etsy designs that were going up on merch were kind of too advanced or too, you know, it's mm. like that. I was kind of alluding to the, how the UK is at UK is ahead of us in a fashion yeah. sense by a few years. Right. Yeah. But mm. now it's, now it's all coming together. Like anything that's selling really well on Etsy, I can put it up on merch and like, buyers are know what they're looking for now which is yeah. awesome yeah yeah it's definitely they're definitely different uh, or at least they were um and i think still to a degree they're different kinds of shoppers on the different channels you know you've got your your etsy buyer is definitely different than um your walmart walmart buyer or your ebay buyer but i think you're right i think amazon and etsy are kind of they're getting a little closer together um as far as like the type of buyer um you're selling to. We did an episode way back kind of comparing each of the different sales channels to different like shops in like a mall or something. And so like Etsy was like the boutique. Amazon was like the entire mall. Uh, <laughs> Walmart yeah. was Walmart. And then eBay was kind of like your secondhand store or something like that, you know? And those are kind of, I mean, I know that's a gross generalization, but it's really kind of uh, <laughs> helps you identify those types of buyers and like what, how you're going to communicate with them. Cause it's very important, I think, um, to know who your buyer is when you're uh, focused in on a specific channel and creating listings for that channel. For sure. For sure. Uh, I would even say the, the constructs behind the design, like the, the titles, tags, mm. keywords, all that is a little bit different. Um, mm. Like, like you say, I, I think, we seem to agree that uh, I think they're coming closer together as far as the Etsy and Amazon goes now. Um, mm-hmm. But there was a time for sure where I would write listings entirely differently f- from one yeah. platform to another for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned a little bit ago, you have five Etsy shops. So, so do you just sell apparel on all five of those targeted different niches? Do you sell other products besides just apparel on those shops? What's that look like in terms of, you know, products you're offering? 
Yeah, so one shop is for sure a general kind of store. Uh, you know, the very first one, it's what I just kind of was putting everything under the sun up sure. and, and just testing what worked. And, you know, at yeah. the time everything was selling. But uh, as soon as you, you know, I don't think I have more than 600 listings. At one point I had 800 in it. And then, you know, after, mm-hmm. after they expire, you renew them a year. If they don't, they're not selling any year, then I just let them, let them go and maybe tweak them. Something's mm-hmm. wrong, right? Sure. Um, but that said, the other four have all been niched and not one has more than 300 listings in it and it's all apparel. And uh, yeah, my, my wife's, uh, if it wasn't for my wife's shop in there, I think my other, my three other niche shops are uh, under 200 listings or maybe 210. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just, yeah, they just crank, man. Cause like, yeah, average order values are, are higher. People come, you know, when you have a branded kind of element or right. uh, uh, serving a niche with something a little bit different than what's already out there. People come back and they're excited to be, they become your brand ambassadors and they just want to, you know, go tell everybody about it or, you know, buy gifts, especially this time of year for people in their yeah. circles. Right. That's the power of kind of, you know, niching down a bit. So uh, for us, yeah, that's, that's it. Um, mm-hmm. it, it. It works great for us. Uh, my wife has started to add, various different products now um and i'm she's almost swaying me to start adding some <laughs> some things because yeah. i i have yeah uh it th- there's so many products that would just make sense at least like four or five on my balling now but like i've always just done t-shirts i know how to design for it and it's good but yeah. there's some things that i think i should uh probably incorporate right because you never want to get stagnant sure. and i've been lucky enough to go this long without getting stagnant so right i think mm-hmm. i think there will come a time where i'll have to reintroduce mm-hmm. uh, if not new designs all the time, then at least put them on a new product or a different product. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 So um, let's focus it a little bit um, on like kind of print on demand as an industry. And I'm just curious, do you have a a specific sense of, or, or just in your opinion, where do you see the biggest opportunities right now in print on demand? Because you hear it all the time. Oh, it, you know, it's all saturated. You can't make any money anymore. Um, you know, the only people that are making money are people that started their stores years ago. And while I, I agree with that statement, that there are people that are making a lot of money that started their stores years ago, but they also have, I mean, <laughs> you start your store today and in a couple of years, you'll be one of those that have made a lot of money and started your stores years ago, you know? So, um, I, I just want to hear what you think is, you know, some of the bigger opportunities right now in print on demand and, I guess um, I'll just tag it with, do you think um, print on demand is saturated? Uh, That's a softball question, man. It's such a softball question. <laughs> is print on demand saturated? Um, so this is, I literally was having this conversation yesterday. Um, probably mostly with myself, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> saturation to me, like everyone's been saying that, you know, all the niches are saturated, print on demand saturated, t-shirt is saturated. If I remember my right. chemistry 101, by this point, you think it'd be super saturated, which means you cannot have any more possible, you know, entrance right. into those niches. But like <laughs> people are starting shops in 2023 and they're hitting 100K on Etsy, yeah. right? In revenue. So no, saturation to me is like, if you're, if you're balking at the idea of going into niches or, or, or you know, a product type, like a t-shirt type shop, uh, realm that you think is saturated. That's just a, for me, all I hear is you're afraid of competition and that's mm. all I hear. I, so no, not saturated, man. Like I would rather, Amen. yeah, <laughs> I, I would rather have, you know, that's tiniest piece of this massive, massive pizza pie than, than own this, you know, 
hockey puck sized Canadian and me hockey puck sized pie. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just, totally. yeah, I don't know. Everybody always wants these, um, Oh, what, what is it? Uh, high search volume and low competition keywords, keywords, keywords. The focus right. should be on the niche research. You'll come up inherently. Your designs will just be better. It's going to be easier. Sometimes low demand just means low. Sometimes low competition, sorry, just means low demand. Right. Mm. And that's, the nuts and bolts of it for me. I don't, I think everybody overthinks all this, the, the, the keywording thing, man. Like if you know your niche, then that stuff comes easily to you. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you don't know your niche, then, then learn it. That's, that's where the time should be spent. I think. Yeah. That's, yeah, uh, so no, that's really, really good advice. Yeah. Yeah. Really good advice. So do you see, um, do you feel that like Etsy is the biggest opportunity right now in print on demand? Or are there other places that um, you're seeing opportunities that maybe you're, you're looking at for, for next year? And we'll, we'll actually talk about your goals for 2024, but I'm just curious if there's, I guess my question is, do you think that there's anything better than Etsy right now for somebody who's just getting into the print on demand game? Okay. So, Two different questions there, I guess. The the opportunity for me is lying on what I think I can do with Amazon and like Printify, for example, right? Like using leveraging Amazon Seller Central because I'm seeing the power of merch right now and I'm mm -hmm. seeing how crazy I can blow that up with 1,400 listings in like a small tier. But I'm also seeing the pain points. I've got my own registered trademarks and merch keeps rejecting me for my own IP, <laughs> right? So, and then it takes like three months to kind of yeah. go through the rigmarole yeah. and then, oh, okay, you can relist. And then sure, I'll relist five of them. The sixth one will get rejected and we go through the whole thing again. <laughs> so that said, I'm just looking at doing a seller central thing because no one's going to bother me, right? And I think yep. you know, fees aside, because everyone complains about fees, we'll just raise your prices, incorporate the fees. Like that's business one-on-one, right? But mm -hmm. <laughs> that said, um, is there a space where as a newbie coming into print on demand better than Etsy? I don't think so. I don't believe so, really. Um, mm -hmm. It's like... I was kind of saying this goes back to the conversation I had with uh, Joe Robert, uh, the Shopify versus Etsy thing on a, uh, at Printify Amplified. And it was just like, for me, the, you know, tra trying to have your .com, you're trying to get somebody interrupt their feed, they're scrolling and get them to pull mm -hmm. off the highway. That is the, you know, the Facebooks of the world and, mm -hmm. and then get them to pull into that dealership to buy that luxury vehicle. And then, you know, yep, you're right. lucky to sell more than one to them a year or every five years where yeah. on Etsy, it's like going into a luxury flea market with people ready to buy. People don't go to Etsy to browse unless they're like us mm -hmm. looking for inspiration. Uh, like in terms of sellers, sure, um, right. people are, people are on Etsy to buy, man. They're ready to, to check out. So like, no, it's, it's like, it's almost idiot proof. If you, if your designs are decent and somewhat different, don't just do more of the same, you know, that everybody else did those, those retro fifties, mascot ghost for halloween right like, or no more no more retro sunsets please but yeah. <laughs> but that you kind remember, of thing remember all um, the the dabbing santas too you know remember those yeah 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 dabbing everything yeah <laughs> uh, which which will still sell on amazon for another year or two for sure right? yeah, it will um, yeah. But yeah, no, I don't think there's a better opportunity than Etsy right now. I mean, it's the lowest fees cool. of all the platforms, really. That is, uh, and people complain about the fees all the time. Like, I, just just ballpark that you're going to lose about twelve percent to fees, and you should be covered, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, 
man, like the print on demand industry. I, I think I think Etsy in the third quarter had 90, 90 billion shoppers. Like that's like a, a stupid number, right? And I don't even know what the Q four numbers are looking like, but uh, that like. Yeah, no, it makes zero sense to not be on Etsy if you're coming new to the game because it it's the easiest. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's the easiest kind of sure. low lowest barrier to entry right. kind of yeah, kick mm-hmm. into can for sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, we always get a lot of questions on Etsy. You know, I've told Travis, we look at our, you know, episode analytics and stuff and anytime that Etsy's discussed, the listenership of that episode spikes significantly because I think everyone realizes that Etsy probably is that lowest barrier to entry so they want to mm-hmm. absorb as much information about how to navigate how to you know have the best success on that platform <clears throat> so we see them a lot of people just aggregating information about it um and so we'll see we'll see what that what that, what that looks like in the future i'd be interested to see you know there's new platforms popping up all the time will something pop up that will kind of be that the new etsy or you know will etsy become the the Amazon, who knows? Um, but I, I do, I do sympathize with your merch uh, by Amazon woes because that happened to me <laughs> so often. Like, dude, this is something I like have the copyright to, or I know the actual owner of that copyright. Please stop yeah. taking my shirt down. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah, so no kidding. Frustrating. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So so tell us a little bit about about your your POD workflow. Obviously, you're in Belize, so you're not like cranking out shirts yourself unless you have a shop done then we just haven't gotten to that part of your story yet but <laughs> all of that to say what's your print on demand workflow for like creating listings on etsy and merch what's that look like for you um man so i just i literally put a video together uh today about that or sent to the editor for now because i can't i don't have the time to edit but sure. um anymore um and that, that, this this is kind of goes with the package here it's like don't necessarily you know when it comes to etsy i sorry i'm digressing already but uh i would consider etsy like it's what you said low barrier is like you know it's like e-commerce with training wheels or the tricycle right so it's the easiest one that Mm -hmm. way but um yeah in terms of like coming up with new designs the workflow i'll just you know dive into one of my niches or in this case like today or yesterday what i was uh going on about was uh, I, I dove into a nursing niche. I'm not a nurse. I don't know much mm. about it. And the only way I'm going to hit and those designs are going to hit the mark and land and not make me feel or seem like an imposter trying to sell um, is by learning about the niche, like learning about nursing, right? Mm. So I wasn't going to spend my time learning about nursing, but <laughs> my sister my sister's a psych nurse. So I asked her for five quotes that, you know, sayings or whatever that or funny inside jokes that they say at their nursing station, blah, blah, blah. Right. right. So like, yeah, she gave me a list and I'll pull it up because it's, it's absolutely worthwhile and hilarious. Um, but that's the kind of thing. So like you can leverage people, you know, so people are buying, um, you know, at, at Christmas right now, everyone's trying to do Christmas stuff, Christmas stuff, but you don't have to do that. People are buying gifts nope. for people. Right. Right. Like I'm not going to buy my sister a Christmas shirt. I'm going to buy her something that I hope she wears more than just through Q4, you know what I mean? Or, or through December. Right. So like hitting the nail on the head for something like that is, is where you go. So like she said, uh, I have to, some of these are, I can't read out loud, but, uh, one of them was, um, oh man, where, where did she say here? 
Yes, I'm a nurse. No, I don't want to look at it. Um, <laughs> That's you great. can't fit. You can't fix stupid, but you can sure as hell sedate it. Yep. Um, <laughs> if you have OCD and you know it, wash your hands. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like these are killer. And yeah, uh, yeah. Code Brown in nursing, the worst period code oh. period ever. If you know, you know. Yeah. Um, wow. Psych nursing. Uh, am I? Are we allowed? Oh, I won't cuss. But uh, psych nursing, the only profession where you get hit, kicked, spit on, and have seen more male genitalia than most prostitutes. <laughs> um, Those are yeah, great. Like, yeah, and it goes on, and I was like, she just went on a tangent, and it was incredible because I was like, I didn't want her to overthink it because she's an overthinker, so am I. Right. We all kind of go down our rabbit holes, but I was yeah, like, but that's what you got to do, man. Like, just pump the brakes, think about the niche, find yeah. somebody. Like, everybody has a family member or a friend who's in a profession that all have their quips. I don't care if you're laying bricks, building houses, whatever you're doing in a corporate environment, you always have those, like, you know, the. I don't know if you guys ever worked in a corporate environment, in a data center, there was like this ID 10 T error. And I was like, I had no <laughs> idea what ID 10 T was until you actually write it out. It says idiot. It's idiot. idiot. Error. It's like, <laughs> otherwise, AKA user error. Right. So yeah. like, little yeah. things like that, you would never know until you've kind of experienced that. So like, look at those, look to those niches. If you're trying to dive into stuff that you don't know, then ask people in the niches, like ask aim for what your family does or, or you know, family yeah. members, friends do. Um, but otherwise I would say go for niches that you're a part of yourself to start for sure. Yeah. If you're starting on Etsy, mm -hmm. like it's something, you know, already, like if you are the subject matter expert in a room of 10 people, that's the one thing you should be diving into because you'll be able to, there, there's a million people out there that want to buy your stuff and you're obviously going to do a better job than the other 10 people in that room, right. At that, at those things. So, um, mm -hmm. That said, my day-to-day -day workflow, man, like it's just mostly research like that. I'll, I'll come up, like try to you know dive in and really get into um, all the all the slogans and sayings, the cliche things. But then you go a little bit deeper, and ChatGPT has been great for that. Now mm -hmm. um, I would Google yeah. like for cycling now or fishing. You know, I'm into fishing, so I, I mean that that's an easy one. But like, you can never run out of material if you know the niche inside out. It just doesn't. I've, I've yet to hit a wall. You, sometimes you just feel uninspired. So you move over to niche number two now, and then, sure. you, you know, you run that out for a bit, but like you can, there's so many ways to, to come up with funny cliches and bonus points for alliteration, you know, um, <laughs> bonus points. If you have a little bit of uh, uh, an aesthetic that you can bring like a new aesthetic to old designs works just as well as, uh, new ideas in the niche for, for quotes and uh, words mm -hmm. on shirts, man, uh, will have always sold and will always sell. So you don't have to be a great designer. Uh, you know, I happen to be a graphic designer. I like to stylize. Well, that's the worst camera here, but uh, you know, I like to mm -hmm. work with mm -hmm. type and stuff and um, call myself a typographist to that degree. I'll draw mm -hmm. letters, but I don't, you, you don't need to, you just don't need to, you can put words on shirts. And if you're the first one putting those particular words on the shirt, it'll sell like that's, that's yeah. as easy as it is. So like I'll start, you know, writing out the things and then I'll try to make stack words and make them all balanced and stuff. Uh, learn design 101, anybody out there. Uh, but now there's, you know, there's apps out there that we didn't have, right? I didn't have YouTube to go to. I didn't sure. have uh, the Kittles, the yeah. Canvas, all those tools. I had to learn Photoshop, Illustrator uh, and ask people what they thought of stuff and of course the friends and family are going to lie to you mm -hmm. because they don't want to hurt your feelings so yeah it sucked <laughs> you know they right. suck why is, 
my mom likes it, but yeah, why is it not telling? Right. <laughs> it's because your mom, but, uh, you. that's why. yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. You're not exactly. the cutest. You're not the you, cutest. You, kid need, on the block. you need a design equivalent to a Simon Cowell to just sit you down and tell you that. Yeah. This is yeah. Not, not the hard one. truth. Right. Um, <laughs> And that's where, mm-hmm. that, you know, that's kind of where, uh, what, what brought me into the whole YouTube thing too, like getting, getting my own channel and getting into the coaching is because people have been fed lies and I'm kind of, mm-hmm. uh, uh, well, yeah, I'm kind of sick of it. Right. Like I, yeah. th- everybody asks in these groups, like, uh, my, my SEO is on point. I think my, this is good. I think this is good. This is good, but I'm not making sales. Why everybody skirts around it. It's because your designs suck. Like, right. Like, you know what I mean? You can have all the keywords and, and and pump all the ad dollars behind it, but if your ads, if your design sucks, it, it just becomes expensive crap because you're now you're getting the clicks because people can't make out. If your design is going to suck, at least do it really big so nobody clicks on it, right? <laughs> yeah. If it's if it's a little convoluted or confusing, then they're going to click on it, and that costs you money, and then they're going to be like, "Oh, this, this sucks. Right? This sucks." Yeah. So like nobody wants I couldn't, to talk about I the couldn't tell stuff. before. I couldn't tell yeah, before right. that this sucked, but now that I see it on my entire screen, oh yeah. my gosh. Where's yeah. the trash can so I can barf? You yeah. I, so we if, say that if all you're the time. gonna suck, if you're gonna suck, just do it high contrast in bold letters. So at least yeah. everyone can see it a mile away, right? Suck <laughs> in suck in bold letters is a great t-shirt idea. So that's yeah. <laughs> suck in bold letters. Okay. Yeah, I that's suck. Awesome. Somebody will buy that. But yeah, yeah. I mean that that's all that's all there is to it. And if uh, an easy way, I, I don't know, you guys are going to have to cut me off here, but an easy way to tell if your designs suck is like, especially on Etsy is like pull up three of your four year designs on the front first page, right? Ask your friends or family members, the people that we tell you that will probably lie to you to protect your feelings. Ask, don't tell them which are yours, but ask them mm-hmm. which five are the best. And if they don't, if yours isn't one of those fives, it sucks. That's it. Yep. Right? It's not, maybe not sucks, but sure. Not good enough. Number six, number seven, isn't good enough. Right. Sure. Yeah. 100%. That's, That's great advice. Yeah. So, uh let's let's uh let's take advantage of uh Mr. Etsy here and uh Jay, why don't you share um maybe some best practices. I know you just kind of did if you're going to suck, suck really big. Um suck in bold letters. So, so you don't get, so you don't spend money suck on those in, yeah. Etsy ads. But is there any other are there any like best practices or anything that you can just think of like a couple couple quick you know, quick hitters that like, Hey, if you're going to be on Etsy, here's something that you may not know, or, um, that may help you win on the platform. Um, man, uh, don't worry about the beat. Put you on the spot. (laughs) That's okay. No, there's all kinds. It's just a matter of kind of sifting through and getting to that, but, uh, don't worry about the fees. Everyone complains about the fees. Uh, it's one of the lowest fees in, in, in marketplace that, that, lowest charging marketplace out there. Um, the extra three and a half percent plus 20 cent, all, all the griping that you see around in the books, uh, in, in the group, sorry. And people's shops getting shut down. Like those are all things, uh, sorry, the fees, uh, um, yeah, brain's going a mile a minute, but those, you know, that 3% plus 25 cents, those mm-hmm. are transactional fees that are on every platform. So that's mm-hmm. not an Etsy specific thing. That is a, a marketplace, like a, an online e-commerce, e-commerce thing. Um, forget where i was going with the other one though uh don't listen to all the griping in the groups about you know shops can be getting shut down um however i'm 10 years running with five shops and if you pay attention and read you know the terms of service and try to do everything by the book i'm not shut down right like it's not people gripe about 
people gripe the loudest, right? Like nobody, nobody celebrates victories super loud. You have the odd person trying to, but mm -hmm. like, as soon as there's bad news, it travels so quickly and people love complaining and people like yeah. to find like-minded complainers so that they don't feel alone in lieu of fixing the problem. You know what I mean? Right. And, and then moving forward. So don't, just just jump in honestly because you're going to wish you did by this time next year if you haven't you know had a first Q4 under your belt um it's right. not as scary as it is you there there's um people say like yeah you got to throw up 100 listings there's no static number that you know that that, mm -hmm. that will get you sales what happens when you put up listings regularly and design regularly is that you get better at the process and practice makes perfect yeah. once you've got 100 listings sure. up those first 80 are going to be garbage and you'll look back, especially at least the first 50, you're going to be like, holy crap, what was I thinking? But at least you know how far you've come, right? If you just mm -hmm. practice, it's anything, man. Like I'm an artist, but a graphic designer, but I, I've been given a talent in terms of art, but all it does is give me a little bit of a head start. But if I don't practice, like you can lose your, you know, the, 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 the ease that, that yeah. with which you can perform that talent. Right. Uh, so yeah, just practice makes perfect. And, Anyone can do this stuff. There's YouTube videos, man, like millions of them. And there's mm -hmm. tools out there that take, the, you know, the workout. You can design and look like a pro designer now, which is a little bit jealous, yeah. to be honest, right? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, And there's all kinds real. of mentors and coaching. It's all out there for free if you want to pay somebody. And that's the other thing. Like, if you want to pay somebody for coaching, then, then pay somebody for coaching. Don't listen to other mm -hmm. people because you might not like the way I sound or look or speak or deliver the same exact meat and potatoes that somebody else is delivering. Right. Exactly. It, you know, you might resonate with somebody different, but we could be telling you the same thing. So yeah. that's okay. And the dollar totally. value behind you want to pay 20 bucks. If that's enough to get your ass off the couch and like take action, then 20 bucks is your number. If it's a thousand bucks, a thousand bucks is your number. It's whatever it is. Don't pay that 20 bucks and sit on the couch. It has to be, you know, whatever it is that gets you moving to take action. So yeah, yeah. I mean, everything, there's no get rich quick, but I think, you know, Etsy's the lowest barrier to entry that way in terms of e-commerce. So I don't know. I don't know if that answered your question, but there's all kinds <laughs> of ways and reasons, right? Like I yeah. want to see everybody win. So like, I, I don't want to see excuses. I, you know, it's so easy to sit in that comfortable rut, I call it, as opposed to the comfortable groove, right? Where it's easier yeah. to roll with the punches than actually buck yourself out and get moving. Everybody right. just likes to sit in that rut and complain and woe is me. But man, you get, we've got one life. It's not a dress rehearsal, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Imagine what I, I yeah. what's scary to me is thinking where I'd be 10, like now, if I hadn't made the changes 10 plus years ago. Right. Like, yeah, that's, Absolutely. that's like truly scary to think that way. So like, yeah, man, you control everything, all the outcomes, like people just yeah. need to know that these limiting beliefs, right? Like, you know, oh my God, this, that first hundred grand, I was like, no way am I ever going to make mm -hmm. this much money. And then sure. we did it, you know, <laughs> coaching and all of a sudden it's like, wow, there's, there's six digits before the decimal here. And like, this is real. It yeah. felt, like I felt like cheating, man. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. Like, holy. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, this is real and legal. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, my God. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, what is going on? So the, yeah. Then you just get a little bit of a taste and you want more. And then there's nothing better mm -hmm. than making money at the same time as helping people yeah. and then celebrating mm -hmm. their victories because I'm taking totally. out all the pain points. Right. So, right. That said, I don't have any courses or anything like that. I'm thinking about doing some like membership mentoring sort of thing, but like I want to give every, all the information away for free that I never had a chance to be able to absorb, right? Like, sure. It just didn't yeah. exist. So sure. I feel like, you know, the internet is the, 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 
it, the world is vast and the internet, the information is, is so great that, yeah, I mean, it's impossible to lose with the internet right now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of what you just said, you know, it's like, it, it was the impetus behind starting this show for Travis and I, like, because right. there awesome. was nothing when we started the print on our print on demand journey that really gave you good information on what to do, where to go, how to do it, some advice, tips, tricks. And so when we first started, we, we did, we looked and to see if there was something that would offer that consistently. And we never found it. And then finally, I don't know, three, four years into the journey, we finally decided to press record one day. You got and, it. That's and, uh, it. Here man. we are 173 episodes later, but we're willing to give away, you know, a lot of people ask us, you know, that we've talked to, like, you guys are just like throwing gold out there, having guests on like yourself, Jay, that are, that are giving great advice and great tips. And I like, mean, this is all for free. And I always tell people like, that's the, the advice and the knowledge isn't going to be what actually makes the difference. It's when you get up and start to exercise and instead of being knowledge obese, that's what I said last week, like being yeah. POD information obese, and you're just sitting there doing nothing. Yeah. So yeah, have all the information, but the percentage of people who will actually put it into action are um, shockingly low, you know, slim, so, yeah. slim to none, to be slim, honest, yeah. right. It's less than 1% is, is the stats yeah. really. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. It's crazy. Exactly. So, yeah, man. So we're going to go into a couple of different segments uh, here. You know, one of the things that we've instituted here that's become a mainstay of this show <laughs> as Travis drops all of his electronics. Guys, buy a shirt. Travis needs to buy a new light. It's uh, printonamancast.com <laughs> slash shop. It's it's can go. <laughs> it works. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so, so, no. So we're going to go into everyone's favorite segment, uh, the weekly dad joke. So let's cue that. Bumper. Time for the weekly dad joke. We have lots of those unnecessary bumpers, Jay. So that's, that's just terribly amazing. Hmm. All right, <laughs> we basically so full, full transparency for those listening. Uh, we told Jay about this segment uh, approximately five minutes before pressing the record button, and that's being generous. So. That being said, you are the guest, and we always allow the guests to go first with the weekly dad joke. So, Jay. What do you have for us for this week's? Uh, I have. Why did the melons have a wedding? Because they can't elope. <laughs> nice. nice, nice, I like it. That was good. And you, you know what's crazy is we've never had a, a duplicate on the show. Oh, no, you, I... you would think that it would happen, but no mm-hmm. guest has ever shown up and been like and given a repeat of something that's already been on the show. So I think that's incredible. It just shows how many groan-inducing dad jokes there are, including this one, Travis, which you will be giving us for our dad joke of the week. You know, whenever I pay cash for something, I always make sure that I get all my change in pennies. That may seem illogical to some, but it makes sense to me. Nice. I literally said oh, right. "badum tis," and, <laughs> and yep. then I see that happen. That was awesome. There it is. There it is. So awesome. Well, there you go, guys. Two dad jokes for, on this episode, and if you sign up for the newsletter, you get a third. So remember, you could just have a, all the dad jokes this week. So we're gonna move into uh, so Jay, much well, value, so much value, so, yeah, so much added value. <laughs> yeah. That you I'm going down this dad around. joke rabbit hole now, like. <laughs> yeah. So we'll send you a couple accounts that Travis and I follow. Again, full transparency. Most times when we record, we spend 25 minutes just trading dad jokes. <laughs> we have everything ready. We're just trading dad jokes. And it's, so it's, are you guys dads? 
He is. I am. I am okay. not. No, I, I have two not. dogs that I treat like my children, but yeah. obviously they're not. But it's got <laughs> it got to the point where, or it's gotten to the point where Travis and I will start to tell each other something, and we have to give like a five minute buffer to figure out if there's an actual punchline. So it's really mm-hmm. not done great things for our communication as friends because we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Like, oh yeah, because we'll we'll circle the block to get to a good punchline if we have to. Oh it's, yeah, it's Love ridiculous. It. So. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. All right. So we're going to move into uh, a portion of the the show that we have with every guest called the magic questions. It's a list of questions that we ask everyone that comes on to the show. And like I said earlier, we have uh, unnecessary bumpers for everything. So let's go to the one for this week's magic questions. That'll bring a tear to a glass eye, Jay. That's beautiful. Uh, all right, Travis, you want to go uh, <laughs> with the first magic question? Sure. Um, this isn't necessarily a magic question, but it's magic question adjacent. So uh, hmm. I wanted to ask, as we end 2023, what are your some what are some of your print on demand goals, personal goals for you and you and your wife and your businesses uh, for 2024? Wow. Um, personally, uh, so we just moved to Belize. We've been here uh, November 1st, so like six weeks, not even going on six weeks wow. now. Um, yeah. So personal goals here are to last the year that we have the lease for right now. Uh, that'd be that'd be the start because we, we purchased a, a half acre two years ago. I, we want to build on it and that's the intent. Um Mm-hmm. personal goals that way uh, because we want to make this permanent. However, living on an island is very different on a very tiny island. It's about, uh, what is it, three? I'm doing my conversions from metric here to miles for you guys. I think three miles by one wide. So wow. it's wow. very small. So living on an island is very different than, you know, 10 to 14 days vacationing, right? Um, so personal goals that way, that uh, I want to get, you know, uh, Amazon cranking proper, uh, Amazon seller central cranking with print on demand. I want to help more people make money and leave their sh- crappy nine to fives. Um, <laughs> I want to, man, so many things I want to do. I want to start like some kind of coaching thing because I've been approached honestly 16 or 17 times in the last like three and a half weeks asking mm-hmm. from people asking for one-on-one coaching or one-to-one coaching for Etsy and or merch and uh, Amazon merch. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to commit to one person that way because I don't, it's, it's weird. It's this weird imposter syndrome, right? Where I don't know if I'm going to be able to provide enough value to that one person (laughs) who's crushing it on Etsy right now, but wants to get in the merch. I'm like, it's these psychological barriers. Like how can you be so amazing at one and not the other? But at the same time, it's like, I sucked at one or both at 1.2. Um, mm-hmm. It's realizing that, you know, you have value and you have knowledge, but um, sure. so I'd like to kind of share that in a community aspect, right? Like yeah. you know, some kind of membership where it's not a high ticket item, but it's just something mm-hmm. again to, you know, enough to quantify you getting off the couch and taking action, you know, so you're not, you know, POD info obese that um, <laughs> we can all suck and bowl together, but That's um, right. <laughs> <laughs> love all uh, the callbacks. <laughs> <laughs> that's right and I, I haven't heard bring a tear to a glass eye in like 10 years so that was awesome yeah. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. So many things I want to do. Life is short, and that's the whole point, right? Here we moved to Belize, mm. and I can open my laptop and process orders in Q4, and then still go down, you know, grab a beer at the bar and uh, go for a dip yeah. in the ocean. Like, you can't do that at home. We sit there watching HGTV, Caribbean life for the last like four winters, right? So, like, <laughs> to, to, the only shirt I've I've never owned that I w- always wanted to wear was "I live where you vacation," and that's uh, yeah. Now you, you know, can finally feel yeah. like I'm getting there. So like, yeah, so many yeah. things we want to do. Cool. There's so many things and it's all POD related and it's opened so many doors. Like, you know, you guys uh, are in the game too and here you are doing your podcast and there's different things. There's the, the income streams associated with print on demand are where I want to be blowing that up now um, right. because it allows mm-hmm. me to help more people and you get compensated for your time, right? Because you can't help everybody if you're not getting paid to some capacity it's just the honest truth like you need you know you got to put food in the fridge and spend time with your family too right so yeah uh so many things yeah i don't know those are just that's just the taste that's just off the top right now that's great that's great that's awesome um all right the next one we'll do is uh let's say you had to start all over all completely lost all of your contacts everything what would you do to start fresh in the POD business? First thing I would do is apply to merch, Amazon merch. And then uh, while that is pending and probably going to get rejected, I would uh, <laughs> <laughs> start, start an open an Etsy shop and, and it, just keep applying to merch and, and keep going on Etsy. And then all those designs, I would, what I stopped doing was uploading to the red bubbles, the Publix, all those other kind of like merch esque uh, yeah. things that just keep cranking like hands off, mm-hmm. no customer service. I would put them everywhere, put them all up. Uh, at least on like three or four other ones that I know would mm-hmm. continue to work. Yeah. Um, I know that, you know, both of those have reduced royalties for everybody now. So it's maybe not as great as it used to be, but yeah. it would probably be, no one can tell you no on Etsy, right? Unless you're, right. Unless you're not in violation of anything. So uh, yeah, just start there. Like literally dive into a niche that you know yourself. So for me, it could be the graphic design space, the funny, uh, you know, I saw a, a t-shirt that said K-E-R-N. If you know what kerning is, it's between, right? So what yeah. is it there in between? Like that was magical when you see it, right? So <laughs> yeah. you wouldn't know that unless you're into typography or, or graphic mm-hmm. design, right? You yeah. understand that. So like what have you, you know, what life experience do you have that makes that you are better at than someone else? Leverage that, come up with ideas and throw them up on shirts on Etsy. Um, yeah. Or whatever other products if you think, you know that saturation word is in your, is in your vocabulary, then <laughs> look for other, other words, but everyone's yeah. always going to want a t-shirt. So like, yeah, yeah. get that, yeah. understand that. Right. Um, nice. Yeah. I hope yeah. that's a lot shorter of an answer this time, but yeah. <laughs> no, it's great. Um, okay. Last, last magic question. Um, we call this the crystal ball question. I feel like we've asked, asked everyone every, this particular, and even though we have like seven or eight or nine, um, what do you think the future of print on demand is? And this can go anywhere. Oh man, I don't know. Um, I'm, I think you're going to see a lot more AI automation uh, with a lot of things because you can open. I mean, you can you can leverage AI now. Part mm-hmm. some you know a buddy, a friend of mine now uh, that we met in uh, in Riga, Latvia. He's uh, he's got his own company. Am I allowed to plug it? Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Hello, Customs. So is Stephen Chen. He's got oh, some yeah, pretty sure. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's text-based only right now, but I mean, it's AI based. So you can like, and it's integrated with Printify. So you can have custom, 
you know, and this is where I think it's going to is like, you can have a, a custom element on a shirt. So like, uh, it's, uh, j thing or a josiah thing you wouldn't understand right and yeah. you can change that name and then the ai will shoot you the proof and you can look at it on your app and just approve the proof and then printify this automate like, it's all automated and that's yeah, it yeah. So you could be like in line at the grocery store order here's the proof okay done and like you don't mm -hmm. have to like i'm still typing out customization for everybody right like sure. so mm -hmm. i want to that's that's one of the other things i'd like love to leverage in uh 2024 um I think that's where we're going to see a lot of that going is uh, more automation, but in a creative way, not just like, I, I don't like having all my orders, you know, automatically fulfilled because you screw one up and you have a big sales day, then you screwed up yeah. many of that. If, if a design gets hotter, goes kind of crazy. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, man, AI, I think is changing. It's absolute game changer and customization, personalization, I think is the way forward too, because if you, are struggling for ways to break into niches, just offer any kind of element of personalization, customization. It doesn't even have to be people's names or birthdays. It can be like mm -hmm. mom centric or dad centric, mm -hmm. right? A little bit different than what's out there. Um, and yeah, and man, any, if you're ever, there, you can't even get stuck anymore. You can just ask chat GPT for a exactly. couple of ideas, right? Like yeah, there's no right. excuses. Right. So yeah, I don't know, man. Like right. roundabout what I was saying, like, yeah, uh, it's just going to explode, explode. Um, yeah. 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 That's awesome. POD well, Jay, is just a, sorry, it's just a baby okay. industry right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Absolutely. Jay, it's been great to have you on the show, man. So many great, nuggets and, and and tips and insight it was was fantastic to have you thank you for taking the time to to hop on the show with us and uh, glad we got connected and we're able to make this happen um so as we're winding down people tell people how to find you whether it's on your social media handles or youtube channel um let people know how to find you where they can find you and then we'll we'll wrap it up sure thanks um my uh youtube channel is uh jay's way and the you can Find it by uh, at Jay's Way Works. Uh, Etsy Print On Demand is the group name for my Facebook group, 20,000 plus. We just, I think we're at 20,400 members already. Um, pretty awesome spots. All, you know, like mm -hmm. I, I give away all the stuff for free right now. So just come absorb, be, a, you know, take action. That's about all I got in terms of, you know, I don't have any courses to sell or anything like that. I'm just trying to help as many as I can right now. Um, yeah, but honestly, it's uh, it, I'm humbled and uh, I feel privileged to have been on the show. So thank you guys, man. It's been nice to actually connect, seen and heard your yeah. names in circles. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it man. was fantastic. And look forward to doing it again. Uh, 100%. Up a couple months down the road, see what you're up to, see how Island Life is going. Check in in a year. <laughs> make sure you made that lease. You know, see if you got the yeah, T-shirt. Yeah. It'll be. Yeah. Oh, I'll, have a, I'll have a serious encyclopedia of dad jokes for you, too. 100%. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait. All right. Thanks for, th we'll talk soon, man. Take care guys. Yep. We want to thank Jay D'Souza again, all the way, like I said, from Belize. And I was doing some research and check this out. This is where we live, right? This is, this is Denver, the Colorado area. Mm -hmm. You zoom all the way out and go here and then you go really, 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 <laughs> really, really far in. This is where, uh, Jay, uh, he was he was joining us from where Jay was was zooming in from. So that's that's where our guest was. So that's quite yeah. a long distance call. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but hey, so much goodness in that episode, Travis. Um, I I mean I don't even know if I can really pick 
yeah. a favorite of of what he said, but that he was just so many good. I particularly liked uh, his advice on researching the niche and mm-hmm. sending designs to family and not telling them just to, to figure out, does your design actually hold water <laughs> or does it suck in bold letters, uh, which right. I still think is a great t-shirt idea for the show. But uh, yeah, uh, anything stand out to you uh, in that interview as kind of like a highlight for you in the, in the, in our discourse with him? Yeah. I, 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 uh, I mean, there was a ton of stuff. I, I just really enjoyed the fact that, um, you know, after, after we, you know, stopped recording, we were just talking for a while while the, you know, the episode kind of completed its upload and all of that. Yeah. And, um, there's been so much like parallel, uh, journey, you know, parallel things that have happened in our print on demand careers, um, both, us and and jay and it was just really fun hearing some of the stories and you know he's done some production for a while we've done production for a while you know and just all of those different things we've both been in the industry long enough that we we kind of can smell the bs a mile away (laughs) you know and uh i just really appreciated his kind of down to earth uh attitude about the whole on demand you know thing and he's just he's just keeping it real so um really sad that it's taken this long to actually you know get an actual face-to-face meeting with him or virtual yeah. face-to-face meeting with him. But yeah. uh, I just want to shout out Chris Kretz. Um, yes. I was just going to say, we need to give him his, his flowers here. Exactly. Yeah. He, uh, he's the one who connected us. He's um, told me about, he's like, Hey, you should have Jay on the show. And he finally just took it upon himself to like literally create a <laughs> chat with you, me and him yeah. and said, Hey, I want to, say both of you guys or all three of you guys are awesome in your own rights. You should connect <laughs> and I'm going to yeah. leave the chat now. <laughs> yeah. And he saw himself out. Uh, but right. yeah, yeah. Huge shout out to Chris. Thank you so much, man. And again, I said in the chat, but you know, very, very complimentary of the show of Travis, of myself and of Jay. So super, super cool to have, uh, to have been connected. And yeah, it does feel like there is some, um, some, some similarities. I think all three of us mm-hmm. have, you know, we also, um, you know, retrofitted a two car garage into a print shop during the COVID <laughs> seasons as well. It was before COVID, but it was in COVID too. So, and I understand his hate for ship stations sometimes, and there's lots of stuff <laughs> that we all have in common. So, you know, maybe, maybe one day the three of us will be able to sit and, and hang out in person and, and, you know, in share, share a drink in Belize. Yes. That's what I heard him say actually was mm-hmm. come to our three mile wide Island. And let's paint the eye red. I heard, and I'm sure he's not as he's listening right now to the outro. Uh, But yeah, thanks again to Jay. It was a lot of fun. And guys, thank you so much for listening. Let us know what you thought of of the show. Uh, You know, anything he said that stood out to you would be awesome as well. But uh, we're definitely going to have him back on because there's just a wealth of knowledge there um, that that is is ready to be accessed and speaking of a wealth of knowledge guys have you signed up for the newsletter at printondemandcast.com all you have to do is go to printondemandcast.com and you'll get the invitation to sign up for our newsletter we'll have an annual design calendar that you can take advantage of plan your designs accordingly what you're going to sell and around which holiday and you just get more information more tidbits more tips more insights and an extra dad joke i should have led with that i could have just stopped talking an extra dad joke because that's what you guys want and that's what you need in your life as well. So, guys, yeah, printonamatcast.com. Check out the weekly newsletter. Drops on Wednesdays, right, Travis? Is that – do I have that Wednesday correct? night, yeah. You probably get it in your email box Thursday morning. Yeah, so take advantage of that. We'll be greatly appreciative. We're just trying to get as much information as we can out there because oftentimes you'll find that Travis or myself come across something that maybe we just want to send to you 
and not talk about it on the show. So you might get some exclusive access stuff as well in those newsletters that we might not even talk about on the show. So to be in the complete loop, to be in the circle of trust, as Robert De Niro calls it in Meet the Parents, subscribe to the newsletter. Again, printonamancast.com is where you go to do that. So Travis, anything else before we wrap this episode up and send this one home? Nah, we've gone long enough. Thanks, guys. Appreciate yeah. you all listening this far. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So as always, for Travis, I'm Josiah. We'll see you next time right here on the Print On Demand cast. See ya. Hey, babe. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. We hope you enjoyed the Totally Tubular show. If you've got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at printondemandcast.com. Want to be wicked nice? Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next time for sure. In a world where businesses everywhere are trying to make print-on-demand sales, one podcast goes above and beyond every week to bring the most POD-specific information there is. All to help save the day, every day. Don't succumb to the enemies of your print-on-demand business. Sign up today for the Print On Demand Cast VIP email at printondemandcast.com slash VIP. This time, it's for real.